Hi guys, welcome to the Keen on, Thing- Keen on Things podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Keen, K-E-A-N-E, like the band in, Eng- in England, K-E-A-N-E, needed the nuns, spell it for me in first grade, the nuns, Sister Anne, at St. Uh, Catherine's, at the time St. Catherine's, St. Nicholas grade school, then would go on to just be St. Catherine's, which I preferred, I didn't like the double, come on. Uh, she had she had walk me through it in my first week, which was pathetic. But uh, anyway, yeah, just like Bill Keen, who wrote Family Circus, and uh, Margaret Keen, the uh, artist, who is also my mom. Um, she was the artist who uh, had to endure a lot from a, a man uh, who was her husband, and a lot of her art went under his name over the years until finally, I think, he passed away, and she was. Um, recognized for her own accomplishment and uh could live the rest for life in peace similar to my mom situation uh okay so uh this is episode 12 of the keen on things podcast superman where are you is the title of this episode uh because that's what we want to find out is where he is because uh where is he where's he because in uh it's a line that comes from superman 2 where general zod takes over the White House, makes the president kneel before him, before Zod, and the two henchmen, henchwoman. And then the president looks into the camera, because it's being televised, and he just yells, Superman, where are you? And we'd like to know that now. And as a matter of fact, in this day and age, we'd actually prefer General Zod to the president we have. That would be better than the mess that we're in right now. Um, And that's just undeniable. Um, I would... I don't need to get political or want to with this thing, but it's beyond politics with this reckless lunatic in there. Uh, General Zod. It was a great, Superman 2 was fantastic. Such a good sequel. Played by Terrence Stamp. He was also in Young Guns. He was the Englishman that kind of uh, took the boys under his wing and helped educate them. And, uh, God, he died in both movies. Sorry. Did I just ruin it for you? Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, Zod and the two goons, the president's office, and it was a great movie. Is it too late for England to come back at this point with all that's going on in the world, especially in the United States? United. Too late for England to come back. Colin Quinn was right. I don't know if you know, saw Colin Quinn's special last year. I think it was Netflix, but, uh, but he ended it with this American experiment is going to go back to, um, it's going to end with everybody going back to their own continents and Native Americans are just going to be standing at the shores watching white people go and everybody go. And uh, they're going to be left alone again. And they're going to be like, what the hell was that? Like peyote? Was that a peyote trip or did I just dream it? Anyway, um, so yeah, this is episode 12. I think uh, I think I got to bring the energy more to this podcast work on pacing, breathing, not snorting or clearing the throat. One of my friends, Robin, in New York was giving me some great notes, so I'm trying to put those into practice. No more no more snorting or sniffing. What a joke. What was I, a junkie? Uh, I had a good weekend here. Um, we almost done with this episode. Can we call it for people? Can people just call it? Man, this is good community service. I, I, people that are like experiencing or participating in low-level crimes, I think judges can be like, all right, you are sentenced to five episodes of listening to the Keen on Things podcast. Get this form signed off and come back, and time served. Time served. 
but uh, I'm having fun doing it, and I hope you are too. Learn a lot in the process. Joe Batanz is helping me out a lot too. He's got a great podcast I talk about, good friend. We talk every Wednesday at 11 in the morning till 11.30. Brings great structure to the week. can't believe that's 48 hours away. And you, you see when you have those things, you see how fast weeks move by, especially as someone who uh, lives kind of alone and single and stuff. Uh, maybe people with families and kids are like, oh, no. The weeks, yeah, they're just blending together. But uh, good weekend marched. I marched in Culver City. It was great. It was like a family, bunch of kids too, families, family-oriented. It wasn't like the one on Hollywood Boulevard or downtown, which I'm also happy to be involved with. And then there was one Friday night uh, on Sunset that was crazy. I was driving a little oobs and uh, saw some of that action. But I marched in Culver City with fellow comedians, uh, Wendy Wilkins and Maria Brugere in Culver City. Great experience. We'll do more. A uh, lot of love out there. All races, all ages, all socioeconomic groups. Everyone should do it. It is everyone's cause and everyone's best interest to get us all on the same playing field. It's not whites against blacks. Come on. What is this? Let's all uh, get behind this. And you won't feel safe. I felt like safer there than anything. Because like the streets are blocked off. You're you're walking. You know, nobody's crowding or rushing to get through. It's not like an amusement park or a concert or anything. It's all in the name of... All in the name of love. Ran into a high school friend there. It was crazy from Orange County even. Wow, some Orange County people marching. Mm. Gives me hope for the future. My faith in humanity is half restored. Uh, high school friend Leanne from Santa Margarita High School. She has two to three kids going there now. She works in healthcare down in Irvine. Let's bring her out. Uh, I knew her bro in junior high. He went to Tribuco, but I went to junior high for a year at Los Alisos. What a stud. Tim, amazing athlete. Smart, too. Went to uh, Tribuco Hills and then Cal. And uh, they beat. They destroyed us my junior year in football. Tribuco Hills beat uh, Santa Margarita. Of course, we didn't even have seniors. But uh, we also didn't get picked on as a result of that. But we got destroyed that year. I think it was 55 to 14. But we were up on them 14 to 13 for five or six seconds. Uh, then Wendy Maria and I hit up a drive-in comedy show later that night outdoors up in Burbank. It's in the parking lot of a Fry's. Um, it was really fun. Some great acts. And it's the parking lot of a Fry's by a, um, oh, what was that? The pol not the police, the military, the National Guard offices are right there, ironically. And uh, it's a nice, big, open uh, parking lot, and you uh, we do comedy in like one of the corners of it and set up a mic stand, and people do five minutes. And there was a helicopter that came to break it up, a police helicopter, and then one cop car came out, and it circled forever, and it was just burning gas. And I'm like, this is such a waste. This is yet another waste of money. And a cop car came, and... Couldn't have been less interested. These two cops got out and they're like, this is ridiculous. What a waste of our time. And we're like, yep. Thank you. Check, please. Um, but it was weird getting back on stage and not weird at all. I was wondering how it would be because it's been two, let's see, March, April, May. So it's been two, three months before since I've been on stage or talked into a microphone in front of a group of people. And, uh, you know, you naturally are like, what is this? And you, you'd step right up to the bat plate to the bat step right up to the plate and you uh you do your thing and uh a lot easier it was called the drive-in comedy show it's so funny um but the guy that runs it's from san diego great dude and 
fun times all around. I was worried how rusty I was going to be. It's only a shorter set. It's like five or six minutes, but I would encourage comics to go out there. It's social distancing. They have two different mics that they clean between <clears throat> between comics acts. They clean it. Um, so it's good. So it's good. And, you know, you wonder how much COVID material. Do you, I mean, there's 20 comics, 30 comics sometimes. So how much uh, COVID material do you do? How much regular material do you do? Um, both. Make it funny, and you can do whatever the hell you want, guys. I mixed it up. I probably want halvesies. Halvesies. Good prep for when a club set happens again, which hopefully is next week in Vegas with Steve Byrne. The water I'm drinking, this is Kirkland water. I wonder if that's from Costco. That's some ad, that's some ad potential right there, Kirkland. And I'm not talking about East Seattle. Laughs at Kirkland. I'm talking about Kirkland, the company. I think they're doing fine. I'm sure that they uh, contribute to some horrible, heinous crime in some country somewhere and that uh, Kirkland water will need to be protested at some point. But for now, I'm going to finish this bottle and then march for that too. Okay, wow. Um, you know, after 9-11, you wanted to give ample time before you took the stage again. But uh, this COVID thing might be the opposite. Well, COVID, hell. How about the uh, George Floyd stuff? It might be the opposite where where we need to be getting on stage right away. Because it's not just a black issue, man. But um, this opposition, I, I went at it with some people over the past week and weekend about this. Uh, and it gets ugly, boy. Jesus. The hate, man. And the two main points I found, and... and Correct me if I'm wrong. Were um, we'll look at George Floyd's rap sheet. He held he drug offender many times in and out of jail. Held a gun. The big one was he held a gun to a pregnant woman's belly, stomach, at one point. Um, so yeah, he was not perfect. Nobody's saying he's perfect. We're focusing on the film that we saw multiple times that we're that we're looking at in front of our faces, you know, factual stuff. Not that this gun to the stomach didn't happen, but uh, that's what a lot of the people are focusing on. And then they also use the term black on black, intra-racial crime, which it's just such fantastic justification by Fox News and anyone that's against this, um, you know, marching and everything. Uh, it's just an excuse to be a scumbag. It really is. You know, open your heart, open your mind, rise above that. Rise above the fact that he lived a very imperfect life and did some terrible things and died at the hands of police brutality and terribleness. And rise above the black-on-black -black label of crime, okay? that's Then it's even worse when whites do it. Because I, I think people say, people say black kill blacks kill each other and it's not reported like it is if it's white people well first of all you're focusing on that and using it for justification you're scum rise above it do better isn't it worse when whites kill blacks because then it's then it's racially motivated right most of the time as opposed to two black people that have beef with each other okay a black person kills another black person it's not race driven right just think about that all right, and rise above all of it. Quit using excuses. Jesus, the fake autopsy doesn't help by the coroner in Hennepin County. 
they said there was no choking involved. And then George Floyd's family or somebody paid for a real one and they found that it was. Regardless, regardless, the killing of this man by the police needs to be the maintained focus. Don't let this be spun into looting. And these narratives that Fox News gives you. Fox, CNN, MSNBC are not your friends. They don't care. These three corporate networks, they don't care. And I'm not even a big protester guy at all. I'm so mainstream. Protesters were even standing between the looters and the popo in some instances. If there's even looting anymore. There were three, four marches this weekend. There was no looting. Don't, like, just go to that. They figured it out. They're not going away, man, the protesters. And they shouldn't. Don't let these criminals off the hook by dismissing it as looters and riots. The head of the LAPD, Michael Moore, said uh, the looters have George Floyd's blood on their hands. Please, step down immediately. You and Tom Perez should go off somewhere and swap bullshit, you scumbags. And these cops putting on the riot gear, that's escalation. You know, I, I, I tweeted, I joked, uh, how about we go from riot gear to protest gear? Let's start there. Okay, quit, quit getting excited that you might be able to bash someone's skull in. But, man, I, I tell you, I think they want an excuse to beat someone up. They think it's like they're calling, they're World War II calling, man. They think they're the military. I tweeted this week, another brilliant one. I said, hey, the cops have weapons of mass destruction. We need to send the military in, right? Another good one. We had an assistant football coach in high school who was a cop. He coached JV or freshman or something, and uh, he would lift weights with us. And he played in the cops versus firemen football game or cops versus convicts. Jesus, is that what we called it? Like the Longest Yard movie? Anyway, one day he was bragging about cracking skulls at the Grateful Dead concert at Irvine Meadows. The previous weekend, or uh, I remember Grateful Dead would come down. I think it was their least favorite place to play was Orange County, but I actually went once and snuck in with a bunch of dames. But he was proud and bragging, and the kids, like, we didn't know kids. We, I was a kid, I guess. Uh, we didn't know how to respond. We were like, oh, should we go along with this? Because you kind of do. You're like, is that a good thing that you were cracking skulls of people that were just having a good time at a concert? Like, it was so bizarre that, you know, he, to be stoked to hurt people who weren't hurting others. And I don't know if anybody got hurt. I, I don't remember hearing about cops doing a beatdown. But who knows what's happening behind closed doors. Anyway, he was a big, fat guy. And, uh, I mean, he lifted weights with us. But I don't remember him being uh, a leader or intelligent or whatever. Even good at football. But how about help them get through their trip, whatever drug they took that night. Sorry, Robin. How about help, you know, make sure they get home okay. Make sure they're okay. Get them water. But no, you use it as an excuse for violence because of something they're doing to themselves and their own brains. We are messed up, man. Reddish blonde-haired guy with a mustache. He looked like Andy Reid a little bit. But anyway, that Leo Leonardo DiCaprio line from The Departed is huge. Half these guys join the force so they can shoot someone, is what he says while he's talking to a therapist. He's asking the therapist about cops talking to her about shooting someone and guilt. And he said, let me tell you something. Half these guys join the force so they can. They want that excuse to use a gun. Uh, And you know what? Nobody will agree with that statement more than a good cop. A good cop will be like, yeah, I mean, we got some loonies out there that just want an excuse. I'm telling you, 
the pressure on a good cop, he's probably in the minority and risks everything. Like if he wants to, you know, come clean. Jesus. Chris Rock had a great joke you saw that was going around online uh, about cops being a profession where you can't have bad apples. It's like pilots. Yeah, we got a couple of bad apples. They ran some planes into a mountain. You know, it was funny. It's going around. I'm not going to do it justice. But uh, anyway, I don't want to go off on this. I don't want to make cop a bad word, but it's like, Jesus, are we going to need a, a unit to protect us from their own police? You know, because they're so they're armed to the T. Like one of them could take out fifty to a hundred protesters, and there's so many of them. Like, the, it, it, you're not in that much danger. You know, if it were one cop and a hundred protesters, and they were getting unruly, you know, maybe. But uh, they've been the protests have been mellow. The ones I've seen. And I've driven through a bunch of them, dropping people off, picking them up, driving Uber. I haven't seen any, like, anything. Uh, World War One numbers with COVID. We're at, uh, we lost about 120,000 in World War One. Um, COVID, we lost about, uh, so far in America, we've lost about 115,000, 116,000. Um, I mean, it's so crazy. We have to put COVID on hold for these protests and these, uh, and the, and the killing that's going on. We have to put something that's killed more Americans quicker than World War I on hold. It's nuts. Uh, all right, I chipped a molar on some popcorn. We're halfway through this episode. This is only 30 minutes a week. I'm trying to keep it there. Okay, and here's where you need the energy. You know, I should put something right here in the middle of the episode. Welcome to the middle of the episode. Okay. Um... Yeah, so I chipped a tooth. I chipped a molar on some popcorn, and I was stubborn. I, I I was biting, and I was like, I keep biting, and I bit down, and it smashed this tooth. So I think I need a crown. No nerve damage, but I think I need a crown. I have to go back in two weeks. I was just there. I went the other day, and uh, he did a good job. He's a great dentist. Faramond is his name, F-A-R-A-H-M-A-N-D, and it's in Beverly Hills, Faramond. Great dude. I used to go to Victor Diamond, who uh, retired and now teaches at UCLA. He was also a great dude, and Faramond replaced him. Anyway, smashed Moeller. Walking to the dentist, eight soldiers and sticks in the area of Beverly Hills right there, off like Doheny and Sunset. And they weren't there when I came out. I must have scared them off. Anyway, two of them were checking me out as I walked down to the building. They're like eight. They're in sunglasses. I was thinking if they if those two were to approach me in any aggressive way, I don't know what I'd do. I wouldn't run because they'd catch me, but I wouldn't let them tackle or push me either. You know, I'd like I'd hold my ground as much as I could, which would be about a half a second, right? I'd, I'd still be defend like whoa, like I'd have my arms up in defense. I'm like what 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 you know, kind of what's going on? But um, they they didn't do that, and they wouldn't. They were just hanging out. They they you know, it's a different thing than the police. I think they're more confused why they're out there. But um, I was thinking I'll bring them food back, you know, and hang out and talk to them. They were gone when I got back. But I was like, oh, maybe I can bring them food, like not some sandwiches. I'm not dropping $11 per guy. But uh, I don't know, chips, soda, milk in the hot sun. Um, Like Will Ferrell in Anchorman. Milk was a bad choice. But... uh, you know, break bread, 
break bread with them. But there were no shops open. Everything was boarded up. Plus, but I don't know if on military duty they could just take food from Seville's. I don't know. Can they? Because like I could lace that stuff, you know, or drug it, or or worse, like poison. So I don't know if they could take stuff. But who would do that? Hmm. But um, you know, I don't know if they can risk that. I don't know what on duty. I don't know if they're National Guard or what. Anyway. They were gone. But it made me think about the kid in Georgia, Ahmad Arbery, who had about one second. Because I was thinking if they come run at me, I'm not going to have time to think. And I'll probably do something stupid like put my arm up and it can be perceived as a punch or a swing or something, even though they destroy me in about half a second. But Ahmad Arbery, who had about one second to figure out what to do when a guy had a gun on him, not pulled, it was out. It was pulled, held. And the only option I'm thinking was to go at the guy. You know, because he's holding the gun. He's like, all right, I don't know what that guy's going to do. These guys are kind of hovering anyway. And I'm going to run at him and get the gun or at least kind of hold it closer to him in a way that the, the barrel's not pointed at me. And we'll be able to figure out what's going on. But I'm, 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 I've got to run at this guy to stop it. Then we'll talk. But I'm at least going to run to stop it. And then I can control where the danger would come from. Obviously, that didn't happen. He was shot. He was killed. Um. Because in his mind, in those few seconds, stopping and questioning what's going on, that could get you shot. Like, he had to go at him. Not to attack, but to stop the action of getting shot. This is so tragic. You know, worst case, I'll wrestle and know, wrestle him and know what the situation is. But, man, there are so many terrible, heartbreaking clips of what whites have done over the years to blacks. Like, the girl on the bike, the black girl on the bike. I don't know if that's the 70s or 80s. And just white kids talking trash. And she's so tough. She's just like taking it in. Who knows what's going on inside her head? And then she just rides away. But it's like, what What the fuck is the matter with us? You know? It's not just the South and not just slavery. And it's not up until civil rights. I hope when I was younger, I, I don't, I did some dumb things, but I don't think there was ever a race thing. But who knows? But I just didn't, I wasn't around. Early on, I was like Toledo, Oberlin, Ohio, and we lived there. Um, but not, uh, not in, not in Orange County. I just wasn't around it. So my horribleness could never be construed as racism because I was just probably being sexist as a kid, sexist. And I don't think I was ever a bully because I was a pussy, so I would get bullied. But if I was, and you're listening, which is, I mean, that's a, that's a small group that I'm sorry. And I've learned Um, cut to me get in junior high, get my ass kicked, but from some kid from Long Beach Millican, they beat us eighty-eight to nothing. You guys, Long Beach Millican beat us eighty-eight to nothing, and they even they even called off the dogs late in the game, junior high. Next year we lost to them fourteen to nothing. That's pretty. That's improvement. That's teaching. That's from uh, summer school. Um. Yeah, so it turns out the autopsy on George Floyd's body was a result of asphyxia, suffocation, and Hennepin County had said it was not. I don't know if there's lawsuits there. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, what like what's the desire of the cop or the military? Like, protect and serve? But when everything's fine, you have to dig deeper and find something to create so that you can fix it. A problem to create so you can fix that problem. It's like a relationship that needs drama to it. 
I don't know why the cops have tanks and artillery that our military has. The gear these cops have, man, they could go to war with most other countries and win. Why do the cops have such gear? Like, defund that and get it into schools and healthcare and job placement and job training for these poor communities. My God, what are we waiting for? Jesus to come back. Uh, our cops have the firepower that most militaries don't have. Cops and militaries just go fight it off, fight it out in the desert, man. Go for it. I don't see a lot of great minds going to police force and military. You know, they get into law, into medicine, business, engineering, architecture, tech, apps, social media, music, writing, performing, sports, coaching, teaching, not politics, not police, not military. And yet they're allowed to rule the day with unlimited funds. Scary. Special Forces, Navy SEALs, different. Green Berets, different. That's like some superior DNA commando, highly required intelligence special assignment shit, man. But the rest of this, no talent needed. To protect and serve. Where is that? Where's the compassion? Where's the logic? I don't know. We're not seeing all the good things, though. But that's what they're supposed to do, right? That's what they're supposed to do. And it's easy to pile it's easy to pile on right now. And weeks from now, people are like, Wow, you're being a dick. But uh this whole thing needs to be overhauled. I remember in Orange County cops breaking up parties in Orange County that were of no threat. I remember them breaking up parties that were just a little too loud and there wasn't even alcohol there. And they were making arrests. Or not arrests, but well, some, but they'd call the parents. My dad had the neighbors had a party, there wasn't even alcohol. When, when there were kids and my dad went over there to talk to the cop. He saw a bunch of like kids that we'd grown up with in handcuffs and he's like, okay, to the cops. I know all these kids. This is not. And he's like, well, they can't all be here. So my dad, I was in college at the time, but my dad was like, all right, send the kids over here. And there was a bunch of ice cream from Haagen-Dazs and they could play music and talk. And I'm sure some kids had alcohol stashed in their pockets or whatever, but it wasn't a big deal and everything was diffused. And we need more diffusing. God, quit going into a situation thinking it's like a bunch of bank robbers with guns. You know, but everybody wants to be in heat. Um, the woman's talk in the street that I saw a couple of videos, one of them, uh, Kiki Palmer, she was talking to the military and making sense. And they didn't have a fucking clue what to say. She was intelligent, peace-loving, tough, communicative, engaging. She had everyone's interest in mind, and she had amazing nails. And uh, I'll follow her, man. I'll follow her into battle. Those guys on the front line, they can't even communicate with people. And they're out there, and they're just like, oh, confused and scared and not clear on the mission and what to say. It's not good, dude. It's not good. But this is... I think this is all kind of calmed down because this last weekend were no problems. So I might be heated for no reason. Um, yeah, we went over this artillery, richest, richest country in the history of the world and a police and military force that seems very pleased to beat the shit out of Americans. I wonder now if give it up for the troops is going to be well received. I don't know. I just don't need it mentioned by every comic at comedy clubs. That's the part I, you know. But we got to get that middle part of the country to understand that. That's where it's at, okay? Not the middle, literally, but kind of, you know, Midwest, South, middle uh, salary brackets. Uh, get to those people who can hole up in their lives without engaging. 
it's a great scene in the tale of two cities man where the military shows up and surrounds the bastille and the crowd prepares like the, the protesters it's the french revolution right and there's protesters and they're outside the bastille you know um where the government leaders are and it's got a, like a little there's a little military around them but the the other troops show up and they surround the bastille and the protesters are like okay here we go it's a full-on bloodbath now and the troops turn around and start firing at the bastille and the place just goes nuts so you got the protesters and the troops on the same side it's quite beautiful and it's an amazing book and it's an amazing book with the best finish ever all right um yeah so read that or or watch the movie uh is it sydney carlton i'm blanking on that all right so real quick uh the right claims floyd's being propped up as a hero even though he was a drug abuser and held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach and has a long rap sheet and was in and out of jail the press and black community um is making him out to be a hero that's the criticism you know, making the murals and such. And it's it's not the case as much as he's a symbol and a face for what's happened. Police brutality. That's what it is. No one's glorifying that he held a gun to a woman's stomach. Jesus. Of course, those crimes are terrible. And so is propaganda and emotion tapping by the press, of course, because the press is trying to shape things the way they want them. Okay. But those cops that killed him, they didn't know the backstory of Floyd. They didn't know. They weren't doing it in the honor of that pregnant woman you know, choking him out. So he's a symbol for the whole movement. To you white people all over this mediocre nation of ours right now, let them have the symbol. What's the harm? The black community needs our help, right? They can't do this alone. This is their land too. They have nowhere else to go. It's not like you It's not like you go try to make it in show business or LA and New York and it's not going well, so you go back home. Like, this is where they live. This is where they were born centuries in. There's no place to go back to. How much more does white America need? How much more money and resources and unadulterated joy before we can allow black people into the American dream? And not just blacks that are professional super athletes or performers. We have so much and claim to be so good. Let's prove it. Right? All right. No more, no more soapboxing here, but Jesus... It's bad. I can't believe, I can't imagine I'm going to get good reviews from the circle I'm in on this episode, even though nobody's listening anyway. So even Bush and Romney are against Trump re-election, Colin Powell. I'll settle right now out of court if Republicans would put Romney or Crenshaw in there to be president until 2024. I'll take that deal right now on this date, right? Biden may grab Kamala Harris as a VP. Fine with me. I just don't know how smart that is. I think he already has the black and female vote. Uh, I think Cuomo maybe as a VP depends on will Cuomo have holding power over the next two, three months. Do I think Cuomo is better than Kamala? Not necessarily, but could he pull more votes over to Biden? I think so. Like the calm demeanor he's displayed over such a long time, dressing the nation every night. America likes that. You don't even need to give information. It's just calm. It's calm. Right? People, the Trump supporters like Trump, not because he does anything, to make America like it was in the 40s, 50s, but because he says he will. That's all. He just, Remember the 50s? That was such a good time. America was so good. And people are like, yeah, I'm going to vote for that. Well, nothing's happening, but he's just a talking about it. It's like old football buddies getting together and 
exchanging stupid, exaggerated stories. Believe me, I'm guilty of that. Okay. Uh, and then I, uh, there's some great tweets. I, I tweeted, Dear Jesus, please save us from your followers this week. Um, that was a fun one. That's funny. My parents even said that. And they owned a Catholic goods and religious store, goods and gift store. So it's funny. It's fine. I think it's a bumper sticker somewhere. Um, I also saw one that was funny. The village people, did you hear about the village people? They kicked out the cop. It's so funny. Um, so yeah, I do some unfriending, but, uh, but that's fine. I had to do some unfriending this week, but it's good. Clear up some space. Okay. We're wrapping up this episode. Here's some tweets from the past week. This is a part of the show. We're going to start calling Keen's tweets of the week. You guys, Keen's tweets of the week. And it's, uh, it's a little Twitter bird sound, and um, we're going to do it Monday. Last Monday, I tweeted, not having a president would be better. You know, <laughs> like just an empty chair. We had no no Major League Baseball playoffs in 1984, and baseball got better afterwards. So, um, yeah, we go no president from 2000 to 2024 and see how that works. Uh, Tuesday, uh, too late for the British to come back. I also said that earlier in the episode. Um, the Revolutionary War and such, it's only been 250 years, you know. Nobody's happier about July 4th every year than the British. You know, they may have lost it intentionally to get better, to get a better draft pick for the next season. Uh, last Wednesday, I tweeted, thinking about stopping a podcast instead of starting, thinking about stopping a pod, which I'm starting. Uh, on Thursday, I tweeted, sports stopped because nobody, oh, on t- Thursday, I tweeted, sports stopped because nobody wanted to visit the White House. You know how the, the champions of all the sports get an invite? And nobody wants to go, so everyone just stop instead of going out there to not compete. And then on Friday, I tweeted, COVID, COVID DO killed the radio star. <laughs> so that's silly and fun. You know, they don't always have to be like deep thinking ones. They can, they're like silliness is good too. We have to be able to laugh at ourselves with ourselves. Uh, bonus tweet Hey, I just got to town. Anyone know of a Zoom show I can get on? <laughs> uh, it's a little silly goose one there. Also, because um, you can zoom from anywhere, and that's what comics say. Just got to town. Anyone know of a mic, open mic, I can get on anywhere? But zooms you can do from anywhere anyway. Uh, and Mike, I think LA is the last place they were called mics. Do you know? Because like they were calling them in Portland and New York, they were calling them mics in Chicago for years, <clears throat> and I don't think they were calling them that in LA for a long time. Sorry about the throat, clear, Robin. Um, so yeah, guys, there are no colors only shades. Let's try to remember that. I'm not white. I'm just really, really, really very light, light, light black. All right. So let's keep that in mind. Um, emails, notes. Yeah. Let me check emails, notes, nothing this week. Nobody's emailed me. Um, except Robin and Ellen, my friends, Ellen Weber, Robin Cruz, both East coasters. Actually, Ellen's back out here now, but, um, and Robin's from out here. Okay. Uh, shows coming up Vegas with Steve Byrne, June 19th and uh, June 20 in Vegas, and then June 25th in uh, Phoenix with Steve. And then I'm going to Napa this week with some high school buddies, Dave, Lo- Lou, and Joe, to uh, do some bicycling. Uh, should be fun. I'll have uh, stories for you next Monday when this comes out on uh, my past weekend, riding in Napa, doing some wine tasting with the bike, you know, in honor of George Floyd and stuff. But thank you for listening, and uh, whether you agree or not, I appreciate it. And let's have uh, let's have dialogue and get to the bottom of this stuff. And you can tell me whatever, and uh, you can swear at me 
and stuff like that. But uh, no reason we can't all be on the same side and get to similar interests because I'm not in it just to uh, get ratings, obviously, and uh, to just be heavy-handed on either side of this thing, man. All right? So agree to disagree, stuff like that. I do not want to lose friends over any of this stuff uh, because I don't want to just, I don't want to abandon anybody, man. I think we can all come full circle and get this shit going on the right track. Uh, So be sure to subscribe. You can get a notice when the new uh, episodes come out every Monday. Have a great week, guys. Thank you. I love you and uh, cheers.